0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. ESPN 2, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call-in line. I'm bad. Those are two bad teams last night.
2: What key you going to give Russell Wilson some shades and that, that uh, that glitter thing over the hand like Michael? Throw it up in the air, Russ?
3: The glitter thing over the hand. You mean like the glove? The yeah, the thing that goes glove. over the hand is yeah, called the, the, gloves. the, I it's the glove. I couldn't tell you. What are you <laughs> the Obviously. The glitter thing over the hand. It's I a like glove. the things that go the over the your feet. The glitter
2: thing that goes over the feet, the hand, the glove. Got it. Shoes. <laughs> got early. It. I'm back. Let me drink <laughs> Come some more on, coffee.
1: Man. <laughs> Jay's in the middle. Damn two, it. Two kids, one on the way. All kinds of stuff going on. Not sleeping, <laughs> three jobs. The glitter thing on the hands. <laughs> the glitter thing on the hands. <laughs> that was 107.5 FM and 1070, the fan. Is your car gassed up, Jay? Is it gassed up? Yeah. For what? 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 What trip be, we going on? Because at
3: any moment you'll be a th- you'll be, you know, officially officially, the little one comes. So I yeah. want to know. Make sure you you know I ask you every day. You got oh, the yeah. bag ready? I
2: got the bag right. ready. I got the car gassed up. I got the seat in the car key. I got any day now. The bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm I'm definitely drinking at the hospital. It's uh yeah yeah I'm ready to go. Sounds very uh, what. Interesting that you be it's the third child.
3: We've been through this
2: before. Celebratory yeah. cocktail. Yeah, the first,
1: the e- first kid that, you're so precious with by the by the third one, you're like, here, hold this real quick. I, you know.
3: Or either the fact that you'll have a third, you'll be so stressed that you need a cocktail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Third
2: kid, <laughs> let's ride.
1: You know, you know, I, I wanna I want to get into the game last night, guys, because you knew no, going you, don't. In, you knew going in it was what gonna game? be a bad game. Everyone knew it was gonna be a bad game. Too bad, team. To bad slide. But what's weird to me is it's called cognitive dissonance. Like, how does someone not understand something? How is there such a disconnect? Right? The going into the season, key. You said it. Stink said it. I, I, like, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think they were bad, but I thought they're not just Russell Wilson away or even Aaron Rodgers away, as Mark Schlerer said, from being a Super Bowl contender, the Broncos. But the Broncos seemed to think they were right there, and they also seem to identify. Russell Wilson as the guy who was going to take him over the top. We're ready to win now, and this is the guy. Just to clarify,
2: there's a difference between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Go on with your point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Aaron
1: Rodgers away is different. No, but what I'm saying is Mark Schlereth said even Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean one more game?
2: They win eight instead of seven. They win way more than eight with Aaron Rodgers. Before we go down that rabbit
1: hole, guys, the point is Mark Schlereth was saying even a higher standard than Russell Wilson is not enough. to. It's not like they're right yeah, there, right? Exactly. Uh, that means they're kind of far away. But I didn't know what it was going to look like. They, like It's one thing to think you're right there and you're not. It's another thing to not understand at all how far away you are. Bring in a first-time coach, first-time OC, and a quarterback who is this bad. I mean, that was bad last night. Here is Russell Wilson at the post-game presser after the loss.
4: It's very simple. I think at the end of the day, I got to be better. I got to play better. This team, you know, this defense played their their butts off tonight. Um, we had some key good drives. We moved the ball, you know, in, in the red zone. We just didn't get to capitalize on some of them. There's some plays there, here and there, that we can, that we can capitalize on. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, throwing two interceptions can't happen. You know, I let the team down tonight. And uh, but the good thing is, uh, one thing I know about myself is I'm going to respond. I don't know any other way. And, uh, you know, I, I always believe in myself, always believe in this team, believe in what we can do, believe what I can do. So that's
1: it was 12-9 in the end,
3: rip. Key. Let's say it again. I said that's the third time I heard that script at the
1: podium. Right. So okay, let's get to that. So they lose twelve to nine the Broncos. But key, I'm just the floor is yours because you coming into this season said Russell Wilson's not quite what everyone thinks he is. The Broncos aren't either. This is not going to work the way they think. Go ahead. No. But I, so
3: they did move the ball some. They were in the red zone several times. Only came away with nine points. And when you look at this football team, they had a chance to win the game in regulation, okay? All they had to do was run the football. That's all they had to do. Just run the ball, clock going to run down. You good. You get three points out of it. Instead, you decide that you were going to drop back and try to bang a bang eight in there at the goal line, and therefore, Lattimore undercuts it, pick going the other way. Now, Matt Ryan goes down, ties it up, You go in overtime. You had an opportunity to win the game. Like, what are you doing? But part Russell Wilson being the veteran and the quarterback should know better. When the play comes in, he should say, no, coach, I don't want to do that. But he wants to show everybody that, see, I can throw the ball and we can score a touchdown. You don't need to do that. This This is the same sort of thing that happened in the Super Bowl against Seattle. On top of that. Nathaniel Hackett is the head coach. Reminds me a lot of his dad, Paul Hackett, who was USC's head coach, if you can remember. Not very good. And so then you go into overtime. Now all of a sudden, you're getting, you're gashing him. You get to the two-yard line on fourth and one. You elect to go in the shotgun after the timeout was called. And you then don't get him underneath center to put him on the move possibly or turn around and hand the damn football off. If you can't get a yard and a half and plunge it in you don't deserve to win you don't deserve to win the football game and then if you don't want to go from the two-yard line and you elect to kick the field goal you tie it up and you say to yourself okay now we are in a tiebreaker situation come playoff time a tie is better than a damn loss I understand the guts and the moxie of trying to go for it you want to go for it to show everybody we got the you know what's we can do that it's the wrong damn thing to do. It's the wrong thing to do. You're paying way too much money in this situation at this quarterback position to keep putting yourselves in this situation.
2: It's on Hackett and it's on a veteran
3: quarterback like Russell Wilson. Period.
2: There's nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't put this on Hackett. I put this all on Russell Wilson. Maybe it makes me think that maybe Hackett knew what the hell he was doing in Week One in that game against the Seahawks. When he decided to kick a sixty-four yard field goal instead of actually allowing Russ to go for it. So here is here's the interesting thing to me, what it comes what it comes down to. Is you, you talk about run the ball, punching it in. It reminds you of the Malcolm Butler pick, right? When you got Marshawn Lynch 2015 Super Bowl, just punching in, Russell wanted to be the guy. So do you remember what Russell Wilson told Peter King at the beginning of the season about his relationship with Nathaniel Hackett? He said this is not a coach player relationship. This is a collaborative relationship. We are equals. We are seen as 50/50 partners. So when that timeout is called and he's under center, actually at first, it makes me wonder. After week one, when all that pressure was on Nathaniel Hackett, right? Oh, well, you, you took the ball out of your quarterback's hands, who makes oh, you know close to 300 million dollars. Okay, who do you think really made the change on that play to come out of the shotgun? I don't. I think that's more Russ than Nathaniel. I think that's Russ saying, hey. I want it to operate like
1: this. Can we back up for a second, Jay, based on what you just said? I think that's really interesting about week one because it was an odd choice to try to kick, like, the longest field goal ever to try to win when you have a a $250 million quarterback, right? Is it possible that Nathaniel Hackett's thinking in that situation, man – I, I don't think this dude can get us to win right now. Let me take the heat. I'm gonna try and field. I'll try a field goal. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, everyone's gonna be looking at me, not him. I,
3: I don't. I, you know what, Max? I don't know that. I, I don't know that because in that situation, you probably saw your kicker in pregame hitting it, practice hitting it, and you felt like okay, he could do it. The odds were better for him to kick the field goal then try and score and throw a Hail Mary or whatever the case is or get a little bit closer. In week one, it, it did not work. They were not at the two-yard line. They didn't have the ball at the 15, 16-yard line in regulation when you could just turn around and hand the ball to Melvin Gordon, who had been gashing. All of a sudden, the, yeah. the running game got hot no late fumbles. in the fourth quarter. For the Denver Broncos. The defense played
1: well enough to win the damn game. The same as you pointed out, Key. Doesn't
3: make any sense.
1: I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't know if you were going to go there, and you did. As you pointed out earlier, you said it's the same theme as the Super Bowl. It's the running game is working. The deep running game and defense is working. Just game managed. Tom Brady never felt the need to to be the guy, right, early in his career. If it's wor- He goes, went with what was working. And it does seem like Russell Wilson or the team that has him Wants to show everyone, look, he can win the game, and it does seem to cost them. You can be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper at the end college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice cold, Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Why one head coach is getting... Easier to root for? Is that? Is he getting easier to root
0: for? We're going to talk about that. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.
5: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
7: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: So, Key, the crazy mm-hmm. thing is sitting there watching the game last night when the game ends in regulation. I'm like, damn, where, where, are, where are the fans going? Like, Home. Well, the, really? The fans? Uh, word? <laughs> like, that's even like errant passes by Russ where you're like, yo, there's no wide receiver even in the vicinity. Like, fans are starting to boo. Like, the energy just seems so awkward in Denver. No, they was, it was uh, it was interesting because
3: I, I thought, you know, just listening to the game and, and Kirk Street was calling along with Al Michaels, but I thought the camera crew did an amazing job of panning to the stands and, and the outside of the stadium, watching them pour out, uh, but also taking the shots of the faces, the priceless faces, as my buddy would say, of fans looking like they just ready to break out in tears. Because it's a passionate fan base, and the passionate fan base is is going to eventually turn on Russell Wilson to a whole nother degree. They're booing them
2: as well as leaving the stadium. You know what's so crazy, Keith? When he was in Seattle during the, those latter years, right after that defense kind of, you know, went missing. But he kept saying when they had those seasons, ten and six, you know, nine and seven. Things like, man, if Russ only had a defense. And then I'm sitting there watching the game last night, like, yo, Patrick Sertain is a beast. You you got this defense now. They're doing their job. But man you you can't do the simple things like it just you think you, he's, and he's younger it's not like he's older like a Matt Ryan or like a Aaron Rodgers he's 32 33 but do you think years he's past,
3: do you think he's in his prime still No it's not it's not a see I I want y'all to understand something and I keep trying to say this but no one wants to listen but they'll listen eventually It's not about whether he's young or his prime he is pushed up and over uh, overvalued and elevated based on his Seattle tenure early in his career, like you mentioned, Jay, with the lights-out defenses. Mm -hmm. That defense played well enough last night to win. It's not the Seattle defense, but well enough to win. And what happens is because Russ is the quarterback and he has a certain cachet about him, he gets elevated, right? Then he has some successful years from a statistical standpoint. But those statistics didn't, ma- didn't, didn't match the production come postseason. They went to the playoffs and might have won a division or two, but they were getting bounced. They were not in in deep, deep NFC championship run, losing, that type of thing, without that defense. And everybody elevated Russ because they liked him at the time. But now look at everybody. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know. It's not look, like he, that. The, he was the,
2: never like that. The, the looks that I saw last night straight up, like, and you and I, we've given looks like this before to teammates, man. Like, you know, when, when you don't rock with a certain dude, I saw a lot of looks like, yo, we don't rock with you on the Denver Broncos
1: last night. Mm-hmm. From you guys Prado are leaving Proud. out one important thing, as you know. Still grieving. Let's roll. He's oh still grieving. Oh, little, she passed away not long ago. He's still grieving.
0: From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN radio and on ESPN2.
7: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. By visiting electricebikes.com that's l-e-c-t-r-i-c-e-bikes.com for the ones who get it done Granger offers high quality
2: supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge
3: and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done
1: Time to lock it in here on Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2 were presented by Progressive Insurance. And by the way, you can call us on the Dr. Pepper call line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Ooh. Key, where are you going to lock in?
3: I'm going to lock you in the Dallas Cowboys at five and a hook. Uh, I, I look at this game coming out to L.A. It's going to be a big-time situation, and I know a lot of people are looking at it and saying to themselves, what? You're locking that in? Oh, yeah, they're on the road, coming to L.A., but I think right now they're playing better football than the Los Angeles Rams. There's no question about it in my opinion. They are certainly offensive line pushing the pile. They're running the ball well. Cooper Rush is keeping the football out of harm's way, hadn't turned the football over at the quarterback spot. The defense is playing crazy. Michael Parsons and company. So, yeah, I I, I like what I'm seeing out of the Dallas Cowboys. So,
1: Dallas plus five and a hook they're giving you too many points and you're taking them straight
2: up. Q, when I, when, I, when I saw that yesterday I know we all jumped you and I jumped on it together but I, I kind of laughed at that I'm like yo man we just watched Stafford literally get sacked seven times and all all this talk about the O line and then you understanding the defense that the Cowboys bring to the table and I know Micah Parsons hasn't had a lot of sacks over the last two weeks but man that that front seven is nasty like they're competing to be the best front seven in the league
1: yep that's for a pass rush no question all right here is Mike McCarthy on this very topic. You're getting five and a half points, Coach. What do you think about being an underdog? How often
4: do you use the point spread to motivate the team? I don't know
0: if I ever have. Uh, no, you know I have. I, I, what is it this week?
4: Five
1: and
0: a half. We're we're underdogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're
0: good. All right. Just wrote my Saturday night speech. I'm good. No, no, I haven't. I've never used it but I'll just say this we're nobody's underdog.
2: You know what's crazy to me about about Mike McCarthy is that over and I said this yesterday over the last couple of years everybody's been pounding on him it's about been about you know game mismanagement clock mismanagement stuff of that sort when is he going to be fired? Sean Payton has a house in Dallas. It's a matter of time before Dan Quinn gets elevated. You got your owner giving timelines on his radio show about when Dak Prescott's coming back. This dude deserves credit. He's just won with Cooper Rush. It almost makes me feel, dare I say as a Giants fan, that I slightly root for Mike McCarthy to win. I want to see him win and defy all odds, Key. Is he, has he, you, is, you know what has I mean? Has he
1: become, like, by the way, we talked about this on this Justin yesterday, 2 p.m. <laughs> yesterday, we, it's crazy to but, me. Like, he has not had Dak for, like, half the time. He's been Cowboys head coach. Dak has missed all this time, and yet he's winning. Key, what about that? Is he becoming... Rootable is like yes. Mark McCard becoming easier and easier to root just for. Just plugging leaks well, in the boat, key all day well, long. That's what well, he's well, doing. First,
3: first of all, Jay, Sean Payton still has a house there, so <laughs> yes, <you're right. laughs> let's let's just you know lock it in, lock that in. But you know, Max, you mentioned that he hasn't had Dak Prescott, right? Mm-hmm. You can go back to when he first got there, two years ago or three years ago, whenever it was. He first got there, he hired Mike Nolan as defensive coordinator. Mike Nolan was somewhere in Montana hanging out with Phil Jackson, fly fishing or something. Mm -hmm. He was like hiding. He brings him out of the cabin, dust him off, and try to rejuvenate his career because he was once his offensive coordinator in San Francisco. So there was a relationship there. He realized, yeah, you don't have it no more. Your fastball has turned into a 20-mile-an-hour slow ball. So he gets rid of him. He brings in Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has to deal with Mike Nolan's personnel and try to figure out, okay, so a little bit of Mike Nolan's personnel, a little bit of Rob Marinelli's personnel. Then he start, the turnover starts. Now everybody is in their second year Dan Quinn's defense. Now they start off the season dropping the first game this year, you know, whatever, they lose that game. They understand they got to go to Cooper Rush. Everybody says, oh, well, they're done. They're going to be nine games losing until – Dak comes back and they may win a few games, the Cowboys are cooked. They never listen to the outside noise. What they did is they went back to the drawing board with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy is a little more involved in the play calling on the offensive side of the ball this year than he was in the past. And now they got a strong offensive running game, a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over. But what they've done is they've reduced the offensive play calling sheet that they can eventually expand if they choose to, when Dak Prescott comes back. Just expand it if they need to, but for the most part, keep it reduced. In their defense, Michael Parsons is playing extremely well. So Mike McCarthy gets to have the opportunity to coach a team that's his now. This is the third year, so it's his football team. Where in the first year, it's not really yours. It's second year, you're still making some turnover. Now you're in your third year. It's your team. These are your Players, now you have your receiver in C.D. Lamb. You know what I'm saying? Now you have your defensive player in Michael Parsons. That Diggs is your corner, not somebody else's. And this is how you win football. So he deserves all the credit for making the necessary adjustments under the stress and the pressure and all the things that Jay talked about with Sean, uh, uh, Sean Payton House sitting in Dallas, right, Jay? Or Jerry Jones talking about uh, – uh, 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 Oh, God, I want a quarterback controversy. All of that sort of stuff is in Mike McCarthy's head, and he still figures out how to weather the storm.
1: Okay. So, Jay, I think you brought up a great point. Is Mike McCarthy getting easier to root for? And Key just broke it down. This is how it evolves. This is why it took some time. And for all the criticism of his clock management late in games, which is legitimate, it is also legitimate to point out that a head coach has to lead an entire team. There's more to it than just play- calling a play or managing the clock. And in that respect, Mike McCarthy looks like he's done a very good job so far. So 888-SAY-ESPN, seven two nine three seven seven six. Is Mike McCarthy getting easier to root for? The Cowboys have been in the zone without Dak Prescott. Getting the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Getting the zone, AutoZone. Going to get you set for four of the biggest games
0: of the weekend. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap
5: Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
7: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Four Downs is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you can save. First
0: down, Giants at Packers.
1: You look at
3: the Giants... Packers game this weekend over in London. The spread says Green Bay minus eight. The money line is New York Giants plus 300. Green Bay minus 385. The over under is 41, which means FPI thinks the Packers are going to win 86% chance of winning. Here's what I would say, though. When you look at the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers is on a roll right now. He's not turning the football over. The young receivers are doing their job. Romeo Dobbs is certainly on top right now. 19 catches this season. The most catches by a Packer rookie in his first five games. The last time was James Jones in 2007. If the Giants will have a chance to win this football game, guys, Saquon Barkley needs to be Saquon Barkley. Barkley right now, 460 Three yards rushing leads the NFL. That's amazing. I think they have an
1: opportunity to possibly get in this game, but they gotta use Saquon Barkley. So how legitimate, Jay, are the Packers this season?
2: I, I think they're good, but I don't think they're close to being great yet. They're like an unfinished package, in my opinion. Right? Like when you think about obviously beginning of the season key, they got beat up by Minnesota. Then he got the win over the Bears. That doesn't really impress me. It's the Bears. And and then they squeaked out a win over the Bucks without Godwin and Evans, and they survived. Combination of Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zappi in overtime, right? Mr. Z. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Z. So, look, I I I think there's a lot of room for growth. I'm never going to count out Aaron Rodgers, but I I I still think there's a long way for them to
0: go.
3: Yeah, you're probably right. There is a long way for the Giants to go, but this is about Green Bay. It's about Green Bay showing everybody that we are for real, although we're not putting up the type of points that everybody would like for us to see. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, Adams is now with the Raiders, so people think that's the reason they're not scoring. It's going to come. I've seen Green Bay in this situation before.
1: I trust in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, maybe London on the road, weird, overseas. Maybe it gives the Giants a little shot here. Come on, Big Blue. What else we got?
0: Second down, Cowboys at Rams.
1: Yeah, the spread says that
3: the Rams are five, uh, minus five and a hook. The money line, Dallas, plus 196. Look, and then you got the Rams minus 240. The over-under is 42 in a hook. The Rams have an opportunity at 74.1% chance of winning. Uh, FPI says that. I don't know if that's the case, but I do know that the Cowboys have won five straight games on the road, their longest streak since 2016. Cooper Rush is playing great football. His QBR, 74, fourth highest in the NFL. He's only qualified quarterback without an interception. This season. So he's not turning the football over, which gives them an opportunity to win. The problem with the Rams, in my opinion, is the usage rate on Cooper Cup is too much. It it really is. The guy has 42 receptions this season already. That's a lot. Find out who else can play football for you outside of Cooper Cup. That pick six going the other way, that was all about design. That was all about familiarity with the formation. And the San Francisco 49ers knowing that you're getting ready to throw the ball to Cooper Cup. So Matthew Stafford and company, let's see if you can find some other players to get the football to if you want to win this game. Who's going to win the game, Key? I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. I'm I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys in winning, and, and I like their defense in this opportunity and chance.
1: Jay,
2: is Mike McCarthy getting easier to root for? I think he is. I mean, I don't know how many how many segments that we have on air, or I've seen everybody that piles all Mike McCarthy, or that the Cowboys are the the joke of the town all the time. Sean Payton has a house in Dallas. You talk about Dan (laughs) Quinn. It's a matter of time before he gets a head coaching job. Look how great the defense is. It's always something, but yet this guy is one. I will say this though: the issue for the Rams is their O line. Okay, they're two and two in both games. They won. Matthew Stafford's been sacked one time each. And both games they lost, he's been sacked seven times each. And by the way, when you think about the boys right now, Key, they have 15 sacks on the season. They lead the NFL. That's going to be the key down the stretch. Hey, you
1: know what? Let's bring let's bring some uh, callers in on this. They, they ended on fourth downs, on four downs. Mike in St. Louis, is McCarthy getting easier to root for?
4: Well, yes, sir, he is. But uh, I'm not going to root for him this weekend because I'm – you, Duran, still from St. Louis, I just can't – I can't get rid of my – I, I love the Rams. So. But, yes, Mike McCarthy is absolutely getting 100% easier to root for, and uh, Keyshawn broke it down perfectly, um, you know, dealing with everybody else's mess until you get your own house in order, and that's what makes it easy for to root for him. But before I let you guys go, you guys are the superstars of ESPN, all three of you guys. The most knowledgeable radio show and people that I have ever listened to in my life. Hmm. And when you can make somebody feel like they're sitting in the studio with you, you guys are superstars. And you guys can better pay you. Yes. They better pay you. Or we wise. will not listen. Appreciate Mike is wise. Who, who, so
3: who, who emailed listen. that young man to say all those great things? I like him though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whose agent say, hired this guy? Pat and company? Clip yeah. that and we need to continue <laughs> to play that during break. That's right. That should
1: be the new intro to the show. Mike in St. Louis. Wise. What up Mike? Okay. Dustin in Virginia, is Mike McCarthy getting easier to root for? Um
3: absolutely. Um as a long, long-time Cowboys fan, uh he's definitely getting easier to root for, uh especially um dealing with the owner like Jerry Jones. Um lately he's been putting his foot down this year. Um after the first game when, you know, uh he said he was gonna step into the play calling and talk to Keller Moore how it gotta be uh gotta be smarter. And then when Jerry Jones went on the air and said, uh, you know, try to create a uh, quarterback controversy, Mike McCarthy came right back and said, uh no, that's our quarterback. And uh, I know that and Jerry knows that. And since then Jerry kinda of changed his tune uh, and said, uh, when Dak comes back he's our quarterback. Um so I feel like you gotta be firm. Um unlike we had in the past with Jason Garrett and others, I think he see you gotta put your foot down with the error. Air- with an owner like Jerry Jones who wants to grab a headline. So yes, yeah, absolutely he's getting easier to root for.
2: Well you have to win in order to put your foot down. And that's what he's been doing. That's what Cooper Rush has been doing, which gives him more clout when it's all said and done.
1: But Key, like I think the big point here that that you know, Jay brought kind of led to it before is that it's one thing to not manage the clock or the play. You can question a play call, and that's legitimate. You could say, yeah, everyone can get better in areas. But the big job of a head coach is to keep the whole thing together yes. and moving and lead it. And he has done that. And and as you pointed out earlier, it took him a little bit to get it. He his team, you know, put it all together. But it's working without his starting quarterback.
3: How many times have we seen in professional sports or even collegiate sports where the new head coach comes in The expectations is you got to do it right now, but that's not the reality. The reality is I need to be able to get my own people in here to be able to do a good job. When taking over this show at the time for uh, Golik and Wingo, it took us time to get going. We can't just all of a sudden take everything that they had and then use it and think it's the same. No, we have our own personalities. We're different people. And now we got to figure out how to get through the bumps and the this and into that and get our own fan base in here so we can have the success that that young man just talked about. Clip that again. I want you all to make sure you <laughs> yeah. It takes bad. a couple
1: years usually. It takes a couple years to put your hands on something and mold it into the thing you want. So you guys That's are it. giving time for Nathaniel
2: Hackett and Russell Wilson to get it going? That's what you're trying to tell me? Next topic. Oh, next okay. topic. All right.
0: <laughs> Third down, Bengals <laughs> at Ravens.
2: Bengals
3: at Ravens. The spread is Baltimore minus three, the money line, Cincinnati plus 43, Baltimore minus 170. Over under on this is 48 in a hook. I love saying that. The FPI Ravens a 54% chance to win. The problem with that is the Ravens lost a franchise record, five straight home games. They are 0-2. They are on the cusp of just breaking all type of records at home. The Bengals at the Ravens. Just remember what I said, but here's the great part about it. Joe Burrow is taking a page out of Cooper Rush. Three straight games without an INT after throwing four in the opener. That is a plus for the Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar Jackson, though, you got to watch him. 11 TD passes this season, most through four games in Ravens history. Not saying that they've had a bunch of elite quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, but that's something to say. If that defense can somehow figure out how to slow down the three-headed monster on the offensive side of the ball for the Bengals with Jamar Chase, With T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon coming out of the backfield and not collapsing the fourth quarter like they did against the Bills and Jay's Miami Dolphins, Ah. they could end this losing streak at home. Who's going to win, Key? I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens in this situation. I just feel good about Lamar saying, bump this,
1: I'm tired of losing. Jay, who is more likely to win the North between the Bengals and Ravens?
2: I got the still No, I'm joking. I got the Ravens, man. The Ravens should be 4-0. Two games of 17-point-plus leads that they've given up. And when you think about this team overall, J.K. Dobbins getting eased back. You think about Ronnie Stanley, Ronnie Stanley coming back soon. Uh, Gus Edwards. I, all these guys didn't play last season. If they can get healthy, Key, with the style and the
1: elevation of how – their quarterback
2: and Lamar Jackson is playing. I think they are the best team
1: in the division. I love this game, guys. Both sloppy, kind of at times this season, these two teams, but the upside is there. And you could see where each guy is poised for a big game. I love this game. Next down.
0: Fourth down, Eagles at Cardinals.
3: See, if this was a true game, guys. I would kick the field goal. I wouldn't try to go for it on fourth and inches. Sorry, Nathaniel Hackett. The spread says Philadelphia minus five. The money line minus 235. Arizona plus 192 on the money line. The over-under is 49. And FPI says the Eagles have a 53.3% chance of winning. I think that is the case. I like Kyler Murray. But in this situation, look, I like Kyler Murray. But he's... You know, he's undermanned. He doesn't have a whole lot on the offensive side of the ball. It's a hostile environment. Well, actually, it's not a hostile environment for them. You would think at home, but it is because they can't win at home. And you have the Eagles coming into, into Arizona with Jalen Hurts on a mission. 4-0 and for Jalen Hurts as a, a second-time full-time starter for the Eagles, the best team in the National Football League, and not just by record. I'm talking about the way, the style in which they play. They went out and got A.J. Brown to give Jalen Hurts something. In fact, I just ordered a Jalen Hurts jersey. You'll see it next week as I'm in the studio with you guys. But you talk about where Jalen Hurts is. He's won seven straight starts, nine out of the last ten. He owns the longest active winning streak by a starting quarterback and the longest win streak by an Eagles starting quarterback since your favorite guy, Carson Wentz, Jay, won nine straight back in 2017. Kyler Murray and the gang, I don't think that they're going to win this game. I don't think they're going to get it turned around. I'm going with the Fly Eagle. F- f- is it Fly Eagle Fly? Yeah, I think that's right. what it that's is. That's why you fly messed out. up. The road to victory. How dare yeah, yeah, you yeah. tell
2: people that Carson Wentz yep. is my like favorite guy? How dare you?
3: A- fly Eagles fly. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to rock my Jalen Hurts jersey, though. Jay,
1: Woo. is this breakout season by Jalen Hurts, is it legit in the sense that this is what it is now. He's only going gonna to stay like this and get better going forward. Are you believer in Jalen Hurts?
2: I've been a believer in him since he was in college. And it wasn't just this, the skill set, Key. Like the physical skill set is there, right? The accuracy has gotten better with that deep ball down the field. But it's more about him settling into his position, his role, having the confidence, and and seeing the way his team fights for him. I'll tell you another reason I really rock with Jalen Hurts. Listen to what he said at the post presser the other day.
3: I, I, will, I will. I will say this too. Um, I didn't get any questions about the Cardinals for real this this game, so I don't want y'all thinking this is this is a really good team we're about to play. They 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 have a really good defense, disruptive up front. Um,
0: they have speed on on the back end. So um, let's let's not set the precedent for that. This is a good football team. You see, Keith, this is, this is
2: what I love about, about Jalen or guys that can do this, right? How do you manipulate the media? The, the media always tries to manipulate you, right? Create headlines out of snippets of things you say. Maybe it doesn't quote you the entire quote, Max. But how do I get the media to talk about things that I want them to talk about? And for Jalen Hurts, at the end, if you're not asked a question about your opponent, the mentality that he thinks, okay, actually, let me just bring this conversation back to what's important. You guys can ask me all these questions about me, about my stardom, about all the things that we're doing, about how good we are this year, but I respect my opponent. Mm. So I'm going to make it a point to talk about how good the Cardinals are, about what we have to face, to change this narrative about moving away from me to my opponent.
1: And it's also the way he said it, guys. Like, he didn't just pay it lip service the way a lot. He said it with a certain authority that, that sounded like a leader. Right. Yes. And, and and because everyone's are supposed to say stuff like that. This is a really good team. But he didn't sing song it in a way that made you said there's nothing behind it. He said it. Well, because he's authentic.
3: Though, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's exactly. not you're not dealing with a guy that would just get up there and be like, well, you know, we're going to. And that ain't even you, man. This is right. him. You know what I'm saying? And so 100%. when you authentic, it just rolls off the tongue just like that. And if you saw him walking in the streets in Philly and asked him a question about what he think about the Cardinals, guess what? He's gonna say the same thing. Yep. He it's not a switch up game for him, you know. He's been through it, you know. And, and, and people like to say, well, you know, he's a son of a coach. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But he's also a son of a, of, of two parents that gets it that taught his his kids or their kids very well and brought them up a certain way. So is there, there's a certain founder respect that you have for your opponent. And and. Jalen Hurts understands that these games in the National Football League, no matter who you are, if he was playing against the Houston Texans, he'd say the same thing because it's true. You can't just assume because a team is struggling – that you're going to go in there and open up a can of you-know-what because they'll open up a can on you if you you take them lightly and don't take it serious and don't study it up and watch the film and all of those things. And that's not who he is. He understands. He knows that the world is watching to see how he's going to continue to evolve in their minds, but in my mind, he's already evolved. There's no more conversation about what Jalen Hurts is as a quarterback. If they should – Trade out of their picks and go get a quarterback, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not even hearing that now, for whatever reason. I think people woke up and realized,
1: yeah, we probably shouldn't have been saying that to begin with. Well, I think really when that when it reaches that level, when you're not asking, can he keep doing this? But no, this is who he is. That's when you get paid, usually, you know. But you know, let's let's not <laughs> Max let this to get. The money. exactly. <laughs> you know, hey man, be, but but what you said about the authenticity? This is a, this is a, like a pet subject of mine, right? Because I notice it when guys. Key, when it just trips off his tongue, right? When it's internalized, he doesn't need to answer every question through a matrix of what do people want to hear, how am I, what position am I in, blah, blah, blah. It's in him. So it just comes right out without a filter. He doesn't people, need to filter it.
3: And people like that, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's, they don't want somebody who's calculated, who is on a script. you know. And, and, and we could tell, and you could tell, Jay, being a former player, Also a broadcaster who's on script. He's not
2: on script. He's off script. That's just who he is. I'm Jalen Hurts. This is what it is. Key, so we're talking about the Eagles. We came off a game last night in which the Broncos lost. I'm just going to tell you, just frankly, me, personally me, Mm -hmm. it's my opinion, right, subjective. Let's play back the sound of Russell Wilson after they
1: lost the game. Let's play back. Oh, this is good. Oh, Jay, I know where you're going. Let's hear it.
4: It's very simple. I think at the end of the day, I got to be better. I got to play better. This team, you know, this defense played their, their butts off tonight. Um, we had some key good drives. We moved the ball, you know, in the, in the red zone. We just didn't get to capitalize on some of them. There's some plays there, here and there, that we can, that we can capitalize on. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, throwing two interceptions can't happen. You know, I let the team down tonight. And, uh, but the good thing is, uh, one thing I know about myself is I'm going to respond. I don't know any other way. And, uh, you know, I, I always believe in myself, always believe in this team, believe in what we can do, believe in what I can do.
2: Now, let's play the Jalen Hurt sound.
3: Thanks, I, Joe. I, I, I will say this, too. Um, I didn't get any questions about the Cardinals for real this, this game, so I don't want y'all thinking this is, this is a really good team we're about to play. They, they, they have a really good defense, disruptive up front. Um, they have speed on, on the back end, so um, let's, let's not set the precedent for that. This is a good football team.
2: Key, straight up, man. Who looks like they're more cool, calm, and collective and in control? Right? Well, it, 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 it just, it, hold on a second, man. It's like, listen to Russell speak, it feels like you talk about authenticity. Like, I, I know that is authentically who Russ is, but it just, it, it feels it, like he's pressed. It, right? it, 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 it sounds it, rehearsed. It, it's very rehearsed. Whereas when I listen to Jalen Hurts, it's like, yeah, man, like, we're, I'm gonna take what the game gives me, but first off, this is what we're going to talk about.
1: And the confidence key it's is... It's so different. I, I I love that because it's Russell Wilson who's giving, who's actually got more energy in it, and it's and it's Jalen Hurts who's more laid back about it, and yet it's Jalen Hurts who sounds much more confident.
2: It's like Jalen Hurts sounds like the
1: yeah, old it, vet, it, more it,
3: so than Russ. It, it's Obviously, it's two different situations, right? Yes, You got, got one it. guy coming out of stress, just lost a game, and everybody's going, what the hell are you doing? You got another guy who's at the podium before game, but is calm and could very well continue the conversation by itself. But the one thing when it comes to authentic, not authentic, worrying about what people say about you, all those sort of things. And I go back and I, I go back to what Russ said. It, Russell wanted to say something. He wanted to use the word ass, but he used the word butt. And so it's okay to say ass, man, at a press conference. You know, it, it's Okay. Key, and, and so, rather than worry about, uh oh, if I say this, these people, he—if you listen to the sound, he was getting ready, and he—but but the children, that ain't,
1: but the children, it, oh, key. But key. Oh, so excuse me. Ask the children, <laughs> ask the children, key. Man, but listen, key. I, key, I, I, key this you, even,
2: key. This even happened though when Jalen Hurts was in that that battle of a quarterback position with Carson Wentz. He still handled the media the same yeah, way,
3: and, 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 even, and when, even
2: after losses. It's still – it's been and consistent, that's man. why certain people in our industry
3: look at Russell Wilson differently. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you play that sound back and just hear what he was saying when he got to the butt, he really wanted to say ass. And I'm like, just say it, man. They're not going to take your endorsements away. You don't have to worry about that. But he's got to – you know that's just who he is. That's all I can say. And his teammates certainly last night. Um, oh, I, I, I sensed something in in that locker room. I'm not in the locker room, babies, but I've been in a locker room and I've been on fields and I've, as a player, have side eye teammates oh, when yeah. I got mm-hmm. tired of them. He got that last you know? night, mm-hmm. and he got the side eye a hundred times was, last
1: night. Yeah, social media is blowing came up out with that. Tent. Yeah, yeah, social media is People blowing see. up with that. But but what you just said, Key, that's really another way to, to think about it. Russell Wilson gives the impression that at all times he is brand conscious, right? Can't and do I, it. I make jokes about tweeting about the Queens passing, but come on. Why, like, that's part of the whole thing. When he talks, he's being brand conscious. And Jalen Hurts, when he talks, is thinking about winning the next game. And that's all. He's thinking about winning the next game. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Why the quarterback, guys? With the most concerning start to the season... Might surprise you. In fact, it might not even be Russell Wilson. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio.
0: From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN 2. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN 2.